Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 954, Finding the Courage to Live Mindfully, part two, by Kaylee Hawk with kateflanders.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Sunday, welcome to the award-winning podcast and one of the only podcasts in the world where blogs are narrated to you for free with permission from the authors, that's super important. Today I'm narrating a post from Kate Flanders' site, but it's a continuation from yesterday, so I recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. So now let's jump right into part two and continue optimizing your life. Finding the Courage to Live Mindfully, part two, by Kaylee Hawk with kateflanders.com. Starting over, and why we had to. But why? Why did a need to change my life need to include the decision to end a marriage? The closest I can come is to ask you to imagine two thin wooden beams. The beams are straight and lying near each other. At one end, the beams are touching, but instead of running straight upward together, making two parallel lines, one leans toward the left and one toward the right. As the beams run out from where they touch, they get farther and farther apart. You could rearrange them to make them touch, but assuming the ends are fixed, the ends where the beams touch, the only way to do this is to break one or both of the beams and rearrange the pieces next to each other. The beams represent who we are, not just what we want or our hopes and dreams, but who we are at our cores. And the length of the beams represents time. I met my ex when I was 19 years old in college. I married him when I was 22. Though my gut felt uneasy about some things, things that indicated who we were as people, I did love him profusely. He was, and is, a wonderful person and one of the friendliest, kindest souls I've ever known. But as time went on, that gut feeling got stronger as I traveled farther along my beam. I felt unease every time we made a decision that didn't reflect the path I wanted to take with my life. Try as I might to align my core self with his while ever more frantically attempting to practice gratitude for all the things I couldn't complain about, the beam resisted more and more each time I put pressure on it. Tiny splinters began appearing where I tried desperately to change who I was to suit the decisions I made in the past. And one day I realized if I pulled back any harder, I would snap and find a path littered with a broken beam and full of what-ifs, missed opportunities and dreams that never even got a shot at becoming reality. I wish I could more clearly express what led us to this point or why things ended this way, but this image must do because while I'm okay sharing pieces of my life in a public forum, my ex may not feel the same way. I wanna both protect and respect his privacy and emotions because I do care deeply for him. And as bizarre as it may sound to say about someone you divorced, I do want him to flourish and find the sort of happiness I felt didn't exist in our old state of being. He deserves long days full of inspiration, satisfaction, and fulfillment. We both do. Finding the courage to live mindfully. When I realized that my decisions within the relationship were not a reflection of who I was or what I wanted out of my life, I knew that I couldn't continue making those mistakes. I didn't know how to deal with the fear of judgment I didn't know how to stop worrying about what other people would say about me. 
but I did know I didn't want to live with the knowledge that I turned away from what was right for me or stayed in a place where I felt unhappy, unfulfilled, and lacking direction and purpose because I was scared. As soon as I blurted out to my dad one day that I was unhappy, I broke down in tears and felt immensely sad, ashamed, and relieved. As soon as I walked out of the courthouse after filing for a divorce, I silently cried all the way home over many things, and I felt like a massive weight had been lifted off my chest. And as soon as I moved to a new city and took my first walk around the streets by myself, I felt calm. I felt like something that had shifted around unpleasantly for years within me finally clicked into place. Living mindfully is not always easy. It is often unpleasant, scary, and painful in the moments you choose to step away from the herd and intentionally create your own path. Living mindfully requires you to wake up from what might be a perfectly nice daydream in which things are okay and you are content and everything is fine. It usually means turning away from something you know and accepting the risk, the challenge, and the potential for epic failure that comes with taking a leap into the unknown. But living mindfully also means finding the courage to tune out everything else and identify what your own inner truth looks like and what it's trying to tell you. When you let that feeling take the stage, when you listen to it, and hardest of all, act in accordance to what you know to be the right thing for you, you'll have the opportunity to create a life full of meaning and purpose. You just listened to part two of the post titled Finding the Courage to Live Mindfully by Kaylee Hawk with kateflanders.com. You can find more about her at kayleehawk.com. That's K-A-L-I-H-A-W-L-K.com. I'll leave you there for today. Thank you for being here and listening every day, including the weekends. And I'll be back tomorrow for Minimalist Monday. I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.